How's everybody feeling? Everyone have their bevs? Yeah. yeah. I think we're good. Uh, okay. Hi, I'm Daphne Gardner. And I'm Kate McEdwards. And I'm Jimmy Weaver. And welcome, welcome to Ladies Horror Night. In the name of Satan, I place a curse upon you. What movie is this from? I spit on your garage. You did remember to invite some cute boys to the party, I hope. Of course I did. And we're going to scare the shit out of them. It's so cold. Is the pizza? You guys think I'm too smart. Come on, I know a professional version when I see one. Point sir. Daddy, you want some? What are you waiting for, huh? What are you waiting for? I had a woo, but I held it back. <laughs> it's weird. Every time we say go woo. We'll just we add the woo. woo. Why why it's fight the woo? It, Can't thank, fight the woo light. Can't fight the woo light. Thank you. Um, so let's Start off, hi, Jimmy. Thanks so much for being a guest today. Thanks for having me. I've been looking forward. Introduce yourself. Okay. I have known Kate forever, it feels like, for many moons. Way too long, yeah. Not way too long. I didn't say that. (laughs) It was too long. that was so rude. (laughs) That was, okay. I have no idea why I said that. I love you. Not long enough. (laughs) Not long enough. Yeah, the opposite of what I said. Right, okay. Um, but but yeah, yeah, we met in Toronto. We were together at a video store. So we worked at Queen Video. I was we're... like, I was just looking for a job and I had yeah. been looking at this weird cafe that was filled with all these hippies that I'd have to like kick out for hula hooping. And like, <laughs> it just was really, I was really running out yeah. of yeah. patience. Um, yeah. But yeah, so you got me a job there. And well, it, you got yourself the I mean, job, I got myself. But I'm trying to think, I mean, because on the pod, we talk a lot about how people get these jobs and how it's a lot of nepotism. Do you remember what you had to do to get this job? I very specifically remember this because so I gave the application in kind of a straightforward, like, you know, whatever, like any job application. And then I had to be interviewed by one of the managers who is this nice lady, but she wasn't necessarily like a film fanatic. And she made me walk around the store and she would point out videos and she'd be like, how would you sell? these films but they were like the what? shittiest new releases she's like what did you think about this movie and it was salt with angelina jolie oh my and it was a struggle and then she pointed a superstar with molly shannon and i was like thank god finally tossed yes. me one and i was yeah. like well this a this movie sells itself i really don't know what i could possibly do and she's from cleveland which is where i'm from so i had all these family stories about like how crazy her family was and they went to my parents church and so i think that really charmed her it was definitely better than my answer for salt which was like oh my god what did you even think, I you think even it was remember? like yeah it's like the it's like a <laughs> it's like a feminist james bond for our, <laughs> for, our t- for our times and it's like a really important like female driven action film do you guys have staff picks at queen video oh yeah we totally had the staff picks very important part of any video store um can you did you have any in the staff picks yes can you talk about one or two of them? Um, I'm trying to remember all of them. I wish I had taken a picture or like a note, like a like note of all the things that were in my staff picks. Before iPhone. I know before I, I didn't yeah. have an iPhone then. So yeah. I'm trying to think I had like, I don't know why the first one that I'm remembering is that Faye Dunaway, like action thriller, Three Days of the Condor with Robert Redford, which is amazing in a great Brooklyn movie where she's got this amazing brownstone. Again, about <gasps> Russian sleeper agents. Oh so, my God, you're right. Um, I've only seen part of it on TV. But... I've never seen it. Oh, it's good. It's Whoa. so good. Um, if only to see Faye Dunaway say, look at me, it's just the spy fucker. Uh, <laughs> It's also one of my dad's favorite movies. So I had that. I had Party Girl because duh. And they didn't have it when I started working there. And I did not know how we didn't have it in our collection. So I'm positive. I'm positive. Mm. So we had that. Um, It's where I discovered that director, John Moritsugu, who I'm obsessed with. So he was definitely in there. Because randomly, my degeneration was like on the wall. It was almost, why did they even pick that up maybe because it was cheap they had a lot of filler at that store because in order to fill like to make the store not just look like a blockbuster mm-hmm. um our boss would just order all of these like random cheap things that nobody would ever watch but it was just like wall filler totally but, and yeah, they had that cool. and i just remember thinking like i have no idea what this is and renting it and if you haven't watched it you should definitely check out my degeneration john moritsugu i've never seen it oh it's so he's good he's amazing he's like an he's like the la auteur fucking visionary of the 90s 
It's great. Yeah. It is. It is like super lo-fi, hilarious. He and his wife make all these films, these films together, and she's usually the lead. And um, she's incredible. Amy Davis, I believe, is her name. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's amazing. So that would be one that I would always recommend for those with adventurous taste. And then for those without, <laughs> it would be definitely um, Superstar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a classic. Right. That's pretty good. Definitely those are stick some out. good, good hits. Yeah, those were yeah. some good ones. It was. It was, a, it was a pleasure to have access to all of those. Okay, so our next question is, who is your favorite Custy and why? Or did you have like a favorite nightmare customer? Um, so we can cut this out in case she's listening and she's going to pull like power strings. But the, my least favorite customer mm-hmm. is um, the filmmaker Deepa Mehta. <laughs> oh my God. Who was incredibly... <laughs> incredibly mean to me like during my like first or second week working there because I like didn't know how much we could knock late fees off of like I knew who she was so I was like well obviously we're gonna like give her some kind of deal (laughs) but she had a copy of a knight's tale out for like two months shut the fuck up a knight's tale yeah the the Heath Ledger movie and she wouldn't like she and I was like you have like forty five dollars worth of late fees. Like I, I, I can like. On a nice tail. Well, no, no, and no, no, like, not even. No, not even. Though, not even. She was like, I don't. And I was like, No, you do. And like, I, I cannot get down. And she's like, Well, no. What film? And there was this huge line. It was like Friday night, and there was like a line of people <laughs> out the door. She's looking over her shoulder, and I was like, Well, it's a, it's a night's tale. And she's like, No, I would never. I would never rent that. Oh my and god! And she was so—I—I I don't know. I, I think I ended up paying like twenty bucks of my own money just to be like, "Please leave me alone! <laughs> Please leave me alone!" Criterion Collection member Deepa Mehta. <laughs> also, maybe that's like porn for her or something. Like two really hot teenagers in like the outfits that teenagers of now would wear to the Ren Fest, which is like an updated, like glammy indie rock Bonnaroo version of a Renfest outfit which is just the fashions in that movie like who could be hotter than Heath Ledger and Shannon Sossaman making out in these weird Bonnaroo outfits well maybe they were going to be in a deep meta vehicle that never happened agree oh my god she was doing research right anyway sorry we interrupted no not a never an interruption and then favorite customer I can't remember his name but he went he was this really lovely guy I worked the like closing shift on Saturday night Mm. And everybody called him Cool Breeze. And I don't really know why. Oh, yeah. Keith Cool Breeze Campbell. Keith Cool Breeze Campbell. Yes. <laughs> Keith Cool Breeze Campbell was the nicest guy. And he would rent He would rent everything. Like, he has seen... Like, I don't know if I've seen a person that's seen movies. Like, every movie. Like, right. he has seen movies. And he would rent a lot of porn, but it would be very... Um, I don't know. It'd be like the ones that didn't get a lot of traction. <laughs> Where did the nickname Cool Breeze come from? Well, he was like a fresh, a refreshing Cool Breeze when he came in. <laughs> well, just a little bit of random trivia. It's what Keanu means in Hawaiian. I actually, oh. I just realized that I have a little notebook of all these notes about Keith Cool Breeze Campbell. Oh, wow. Amazing. Some of these are computer notes and some of these are just like my own observations. But we did have notes in the computer and that was, they were, they were vicious. Oh my God. If someone still works at a video store or has access to a video store's computer system, like the backup data, please make a book of the notes about customers because I swear to God, it'd be a New York Times bestseller. Absolutely. And I don't think that's like a known thing about video store like I didn't know that that was what everybody did at the store the whole time until yeah. working there and I was like I'm above this for a while and that quickly changed it. I mean it's it's amazing it's like a narrative that is written by a group of people based on real experiences and it's so funny so yeah it's the true story of seven strangers so Kate you have some notes here do you want to read some of these off yeah I was gonna okay so here's a few has offended almost every woman in the store. <laughs> um, said he was going to skin Georgia and wear her like Buffalo Bill. Oh, my God. Asked Tara if he could take naked pictures of her. Oh. <laughs> He's a softcore connoisseur. Mm. We'll bring you beer, but it is always really fancy and weathered. Like it's been in his bag since Christmas and he's re-gifting it. But it was always really fancy. Yeah. It was like some rare like Belgian ale. Yeah. And you're like, where did you get this? 
Um, smells strongly of soap and spice and baby oil. <laughs> Works at the loose moose. It's like a sizzler that sort of plays up the Canadiana. Like exactly. Like maple really, bacon, I whatever. I want to go whatever's. so badly. Recently rented Passion of Joshua the Jew, Chamber of Death, Eurosex four films, and Woman is the Future of Man, and Candy's Big Tit Wrestling. So he's like a feminist... <laughs> Um, who also <laughs> loves who also offended every woman yeah. at the store. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Speaking of porn, have did you ever smash in the store? I never smash in the store. No, it's okay. a, I, I, let me think. Um, I never sm- I knew a lot of smashing going on, but and it was gay. <laughs> oh my uh, god! I was sort of smash adjacent. I had sex in the store While with I a clown. Working. With a clown? What? Don't you remember that guy? His actual job was like a scary, fucked up clown. And you were like, take me now. Yeah. Well, he came into the store, like, as I was closing. And I was like, you know what? This is too weird to pass up. So, yeah, it was cool. If I could do it all over again, I think I would <laughs> I would smash more. Agree to agree. I made out once against the VHS wall. There was just a, a lot of tapes next to my head and I kind of get like smashed into him real fast okay so if it was financially viable would you still be working at a video store yeah and I feel like in a weird way I mean I guess like not in like a way that would have ever allowed me to own a home or like have a child not that only one of those two things do I want to do and I'll let you guess which one um yeah I actually feel like at the time that job paid pretty decently like they Mm -hmm. did pay us more than than they really needed to, to be honest. And uh, yeah, I look back at that time and I think I was really like living the life, making the money. And then, you know, I remember like I would go to the, in the summer, I'd go to the beach and then work my night shift. And one day, my favorite memory of all time was spending all day at a gay nude beach. I had a couple tequila sodas at the beach and it was Friday night. And then you were filling in for somebody. I didn't even know you were working that night. And we just watched Showgirls on loop for about 20 hours and oh learned God. the dance. We didn't serve people. We just figured out the Nomi Malone hand flips. And I got paid to do that. And I wow. think that that was, yeah, a great time in my life. They I, never scheduled us like, together. No, <laughs> no, they separated us they like did. middle school style. Well, I remember at the end of the night, we didn't put anything away. And we were so wasted. We were like, no, we'll go early. We'll go We'll go to the store at 8 a.m. and like put stuff away. That, are, that is the drunkerlest thing anyone's ever said. We'll come back tomorrow we'll come 8 back at 8 So we have um, one more question for yeah, you. Yeah, okay. Huh. And it's a situational question. It's midnight on Halloween. Okay. The, for some reason, the store is still open. My I was store about to was say, never, that okay. seems really... It's 10.45. What did you close at 11? I think we closed at 11, yeah. Okay, it's 10.45 on Halloween. Somebody walks in and they say, help, help, I need a scary movie. What do you recommend? Okay. But all the classics are rented. So your go-tos, like your Halloween, your Texas Chainsaw, all that stuff's gone. Okay. Now... What do you say? What's what's your pick? You can okay. do like one or two. We're putting you on the spot. I'm this on the re- spot. This is I, real life. This is we're here. We're at the store. Me and Daphne are here. Clean video. Is, and we're two little little. See, you're she, now she's cutting a character. <laughs> I love cutting these characters. <laughs> you really do. We're cute. We're cool. <laughs> Get we're, over we're, it. <laughs> Hate us because we're beautiful, but we don't like you either. We're cheerleaders. All right, what do you give us? Okay, so this is a pretentious answer, full disclosure. Love it. So, and it's also one of my favorite movies, and I also just watched it recently. <gasps> if we had had in stock, and you know what? We were a pretty edgy video store, so we might have had a German VHS copy. I would have recommended The Fan, Der Fan, <gasps> um, which is a great female-centric horror movie um, with an cr- incredible, incredible soundtrack about this woman, this young girl who's obsessed with a kind of like craft work pop star and becomes very enamored and it has everything I love which is like you know just looks for days amazing soundtrack I love the idea of fandom in Mm -hmm. a movie which I think is why my staff picks had things like my degeneration and the fabulous stains and I think this is a really great like genre twist on it Um, so that would be my answer and then I would just give them salt sold I'm right yeah this sounds like such such a great wreck I love it 
Um, but what if I'm being like a gripey little bitch and uh, I'm like, I don't feel like subtitles. Um, it's, I can't uh, <laughs> <laughs> What would I pick? I mean, is prom night considered a classic classic? Is that already out? Oh my God. Yes. Yeah, right. Yeah, That's like obviously say, yeah. a classic. I mean, maybe classic. the remake still lying around. But. Oh, I loved the remake. Well, then I would <laughs> oh, definitely did you re- see it? I would I definitely recommend the remake. Okay, then I would recommend, but this is probably taken out too, but I would definitely be like Sorority Row the remake with Carrie Fisher. <gasps> Because I would have had set it aside for myself to watch, and I would have been like, "Here you go, you know I'll what? I'll take this bullet I for you." I think it has like Rachel Bilson or someone from The Hills in it too. So, and that's the Jimmy I know and love. <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay, well, this has been amazing. Thank you for letting us interview you. Now we're going to watch a movie together. We're so excited. This is our Christmas special. If you, if you didn't fucking realize I it. love the holidays well let's happy hey, holidays take a bit take a beat for a second not necessarily horror do you have a favorite holiday special like a holiday app uh, of a show or like mm-hmm. of a, you know Ooh, like that's a, a really good question um I mean I I mean this is not horror based at all but no, no. obviously I'm a Muppets Christmas, Muppet Carol, Christmas Carol girl all, all the, the time way, yeah every year um uh, what else? I do uh, in our family. Um, we do we do like dorky movies. We do like Aleister Crowley as fucking Scrooge. Great, it's a classic. And then we do a Child's Christmas in Wales. Oh, I'm not familiar. It's with just that. like it's, it's a Dylan Thomas poem, but it's like reenacted with actors, like in English actors. It's like very oh, wow. sweet and like homespun. And then and um and then I think we do and then we do Die Hard. Because we're oh, well, of course, a classic red-blooded Christmas Americans yes. that love to watch shit blow up on Christmas. Hell yeah. to the yeah! I want to come to your house for Christmas. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, you probably could. Like, we're like a very like uh, misfit, like lost children's. Everyone's boyfriend is there. Like, I think my- everyone's boyfriend <laughs> and ex-boyfriends. Like, why and is my ex- boyfriend at your house? Their ex-boyfriends and yeah. their ex-boyfriends. There's so many like stockings for like ex-boyfriends at my dad and my stepmom's house. It's like, do we put it up? And it's like, no, he's not coming. So like, the hottest club is yeah. your parents. <laughs> Christmas party. Yes. Watching Die Hard Definitely. with like a bunch of babes. What were your some of your holiday faves? Uh, this is not a holiday movie, but I always watched, for some reason, Bedknobs and Broomsticks. Oh, my God! At my grandma's house. That's and the cutest movie. I love that movie. I love that movie, too. I was obsessed. I, I al- love it. I always, when I was five, told everybody that I was going to grow up and marry Angela Lansbury, which... <laughs> Was a big hint to everybody but myself. You know you might be gay. (laughs) I also really remember (laughs) enjoying this VH1 original film called A Diva's Christmas Girl. (gasps) Have you seen? No. Hint number (laughs) two. (laughs) Hint number two. With Vanessa Williams and Chili from TLC. Um, I want to find someone find a copy of this ASAP. Oh, I'm sure it's out there. Yeah, and we can tour in it. It's so good. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So I really recommend it. Diva's Christmas Carol. Not only is this our Christmas special, but this is us time not time traveling. Time traveling isn't the word, but just traveling. Kind of our, it's traveling, <laughs> yeah. but like to Canada. This is kind of our Canadian episode too, because we're watching a Bob Clark movie. Mm-hmm. Jimmy's here. He just recently became a Canadian. Also, the video store Queen Video is located in Toronto, As which is where we met. And although Jimmy is from Cleveland, he's always been an honorary Canadian. And um, we were too broke to actually travel there. So he came to us. That's At a Christmas a- miracle. Hear that, gentlemen. I am not too broke to travel. <laughs> Yes, this is our Christmas special, our Toronto special, our mm-hmm. Christmas in Toronto special. Yes. I love it. Nailed it. We're moving that up to the Stuck front. Stuck the of, landing. Yes, she stuck it. <laughs> Move it up to the front of the pod when we edit. Definitely, <laughs> this is a Cut reminder. That, that was gold. That was gold. Powerhouse trio of <sighs> Olivia Hussey, Margot Kidder, and America slash Canada's sweetheart, Andrea Martin. And who's, and Andrea Martin is in the remake. She is in the remake, yeah. Which yeah. which makes me kind of want to watch it because I've definitely too. never seen that. Agree, me me neither. She's also Jimmy's new crush. Now that he's moved to Canada, <laughs> he just like thinks she should be in every single Canadian show ever made. Well, I think she like, should be. I I, I just want to. That's not true. I think she should be in every show. <laughs> okay. 
But I was at a like used book sale and I found her um, autobiography <gasps> and the which I which I love and the liner notes or not the liner notes the biography is just you know Andrea Martin she divides her time between Toronto and the West Village and I just thought <laughs> same girl you know like same. <laughs> I went on a crazy tangent in one of our other episodes about how much I love Ileana Douglas and her autobiography is amazing. I feel like they are similar. I would watch a movie about them as sisters in their older life, like hanging out. Oh, I love that. That's a great, that's a great project. Yeah. Right. Andrea, Ileana, let's make this happen. Yeah, what's Ileana us. Is there an Ileana horror film? Because that would be like a good one to do. I mean, she was in Cape Fear. Duh, with she's Robert in Cape De Niro. Fear. Right, of course. Um, so yeah, so Black Christmas, it's been a while since you watched it. Yeah, so I don't really remember much. I mean, all I remember is it is like filmed in Toronto at a sorority, which is funny because there aren't really, like sorority culture didn't seem really that big to me as mm-hmm. like an American sort of viewing it from an outside lens. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just remember, yeah, they're the three girls, they're there, they're in the house, there's a killer, Andrea Martin, Margot Kidder. It's kind of all I'm really like pulling back from my memory. So I'm excited to watch it again for the first time. I really love this movie because Olivia Hussey's so hot, but Margot Kidder I think is even hotter. Because she's a little bit salty, and I really appreciate that. Me too. And it's also a really important film because Olivia Hussey's character is determined to have an abortion, and her boyfriend tries to sway her from that many times, and she's really just like, fuck off. I'm not, I want to do this. I don't want to have a baby. It's really empowering. Cool. I can't wait to experience. I literally remember nothing. That's great. It's good we're all at different levels. Should we get this party started? Let's do it. I mean, I hate that phrase, but we should totally <laughs> Is Pink from Canada? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to make a Pink reference, too. Y'all, is Pink from Canada? <laughs> I hate you guys. Let's, make, let's get this maple party started. Which is funny, because my boyfriend went as Pink for Halloween, <gasps> and you have to cut that, because he'll be so pissed. Oh, my God, Derek. I know. He, he went as a group of Pinks. <laughs> but we are absolutely 100%. 100% keeping this in and posting that. the photo to Instagram. I'll get the photo. There was, yeah, there was some good ones. Come on, Derek. You want to be famous. <laughs> I'm so excited to watch this movie. I haven't watched it in so long. Me too. Should we press play? Yes. I also really enjoy um, old school Christmas carols. Like, like this kind of like church Christmas music which are too. very scary. Yeah, terrifying. Hey, who left the goddamn front door open? Margot Kidder, I'm loving this flirty just boyfriend button down. Boyfriend button down with a choker with and a, a cho- messy bun. A velvet choker. Oh. Okay, kill, fuck, Mary, Andrea Martin, Olivia Hussey, Margot Kidder. Oh, I couldn't kill. Okay, I, I'm sorry, <laughs> Olivia. I think it's I'm fine. killing you just because I don't know you that well. <laughs> hella marrying Andrea Martin, obviously, and hella fucking Margot Kidder. Yeah, I'm going to agree. That's like the perfect choice, I think. I don't want to marry Margot Kidder because I feel like we're too alike. I mean, we're going to have to decide oh, at the end. brother. <laughs> Party's over. Come on, all the men out. Come on. Bye bye. Oh, you want to set the scene? Okay, yeah. So let's set the scene. Hey, do you want to fucking set the scene or what? Sorry, I know that's my my only job here. Um, let's set the scene. We're in a sorority house. It's the nicest a, sorority house you've ever the seen. The nicest sorority house that any of your rich parents is your rich friends from high school's parents owned. This is the same house, populated by beautiful women in a sorority. Some sort of vagrant man in a fur coat just kidding he's just like a jock or whatever and they're having a holiday party and they're all getting a little bit saucy and they keep getting weird phone calls you want to go skiing for a few days yeah sure Bob my mother's taking a place up at Mont Holly's anyone else want to come yeah sounds like fun great what an aggressive invitation yeah I have a feeling that Barb is a heavy drinker and everybody feels sorry for her, but she's also a huge bitch. So they kind of don't know like how to handle her. Hello? 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 
Hey, quiet! It's him again! The Mona! Andrea is immediately there for the Moner phone call, by the way. Like she's, she's like, oh, wait, let me hear. Yeah. <laughs> the problem with psychotic killers is you can't tell whether they're jerking off or having, like, an episode. He's expanded his act. He's acting one person. No, Claire, that's the Mormon Tabernacle Choir doing their annual obscene phone call. I love just like the the fucking hit to Lambakai. Like they don't get any dick. We get so much dick. We don't even need this. Why don't you do a little Christmas miracle and give them a call? You fucking creep. think you should provoke somebody like that, Barb. Oh, listen, this guy's minor league in the city. I get two of those a day. Maybe. But you know, that town girl was raped a couple of weeks ago. Darling, you can't rape a townie. <gasps> oh, my, oh my God. God. You really are too much, Barb. Oh, come on. This is a sorority house, not a convent. Hashtag problematic. Very problematic. But it was the 70s. That was the attitude. Come on, Claire. She didn't mean anything. No, really, Jess, it's okay. I have to finish packing anyway. Hasn't she had enough trouble fitting in here without you getting at her all the time? Come on, I know a professional version when I see one. Oh my god, this bitch. I love her. <laughs> the here comes the house mother. She's very much Barbara's future self. She's just like an old lady with a crazy little hat. <laughs> Arms laden with gifts, and she's an even bigger drunk than Barb. Oh, come on, Mrs. Mack, put it on. The house mother's throwing her little pillbox hat to the side, <laughs> putting on her mumu over her clothes. What a psychopath! <laughs> That's a very forgiving mumu if you could put it over yeah. a winter jacket. She's wasted. <laughs> like, was I think that's the nature of mumu. <laughs> Who is it, Claude? It's like this woman's getting murdered, but they're so excited about this moo moo they can't even hear yeah. it. <laughs> Meanwhile, Barb's pouring like her fifth straight whiskey. She has a glass of whiskey. Okay, so we have one death. Let's cheers every time someone gets killed. Okay. Ready? Cheers. The Sorry. First day of Christmas. To the first day of Christmas, my murderer gave to me, suffocating me with a um, what was that? Like a dry like cleaning bag. Like a dry bag. cleaning bag. Yeah. I never do dry cleaning. This is why. Now I never will. There you are. Oh. What did she hide? She hid a bottle of booze in a book. Straight sherry. <laughs> sherry? <laughs> My God. Grandmama. But why is she just not chilling with Margot Kidder? Because like obviously Margot's got like a line on some good Canadian club. Hello? Hello, it's Jess there, please. Yeah. Wait a second, Peter. Jess, it's for you. It's him. Olivia Hussey's character is named Jess, but let's just refer to her as Olivia Hussey. We're going to call him Olivia Margot and yeah. Andrea. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Okay. Is the Den Mother a famous actress that I should be recognizing? Because she's giving quite a performance. <laughs> Secret Sherry. Secret Sherry in the toilet. Okay, she's so. She's hiding so much booze from these teen girls who are also 30. Let's also cheers every time that the den mother has a secret sherry. So far we've hidden it, hidden it in, in a, a book and, and the and toilet. The tank of a toilet. All right, cheers to the den mother. Claire. Oh no, she's gonna. What's she doing? <gasps> oh my God, it's the dead cat girl with a bag over her head. She's in a rocking chair. The way that bag is in her mouth is very terrifying, though. Oh, you know what? I bet it's because he put his dick in her mouth. Oh, oh that was my thought, too. What? That it's was like your guy's thought? It doesn't it have a kind of a blow-up doll quality to it? It, it does. The bag is completely over her head, and it's pushed into her mouth as if something has pushed it in. Right, but it's more like she... I, I think they're... Yeah, in. they're trying to, like... 
emphasize that she was really trying to breathe, but also so she- you think about breathing, we'll think about dick. Claire Harrison. Yeah, I think so. I know she lives in a sorority house. Is Claire the cat girl? Yeah, Claire's the dead girl. Okay, so Claire's dad is walking around campus looking for her, and he got beamed in the head with a snowball by Todd Rudgren. <laughs> I bet you'll find her over at the common room. They're having a party there today for underprivileged children. This house mother really is giving the performance of a lifetime. Okay. Can you please break it down for us? Who is this I woman? I believe her name is Marion Waldman. Who was born in 1924 in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. She acted in a few films and TV shows. She was especially memorable as the drunken, foul-mouthed house mother, Mrs. Mack, in the seasonal slasher classic Black Christmas. Her hobbies included reading, traveling, astrology, and attending both parties and various events around Toronto. She's giving Claire's dad a tour of the house, and there's like lots of pornographic and offensive photos on the walls. And she's trying to cover them up, but she's also low key trying to bang him. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about that's my girl. Yeah. She would love to put a dick in her mouth. <laughs> oh my God, you guys. We all love it's dicks fine. in our mouth. It's fine. I, I mean, mean, we don't all love dicks in our mouth. Sorry. That was actually very insensitive of me to just assume everybody loves a dick in their mouth. At one point, I totally did. <laughs> yeah. Kind of over, but it's good. Oh, more sherry. sherry. She's drinking more sherry. Okay. Where'd she hide this one? Uh, in her hat. In her hat. Oh, she's wearing a new hat. Cheers to the hat. Cheers to the sherry. Is that you, Claudiekins? Claude? Wait, she only has half her upper lip with lipstick on. <laughs> it's a quarter of a lip. Good, good clock. <laughs> it also dropped all of her credit cards. This is this is just me every hungover Saturday morning in my house. drinking toilet sherry, <laughs> looking for one of my cats, dropping my credit cards left and right, really nilly. She's like, I-D-G-A-F, and also, where's the toilet sherry? <laughs> For a movie that isn't, like, a party movie, like, people have been partying from before the movie started. Yeah. All right, now let's pause for now the pizza. Yeah. Right? Okay. How do we pause it, Caters? Okay, sorry for the gross chewing noises, my mom and my sister. I know you're going to barf. <laughs> but Grace just came back with the pizza and the vino and the Ravs. As in ravioli, not Rav4. <laughs> so she missed the beginning of the movie. So we got to catch her up real quick. Jimmy, find your mic. Tell us where we're at. All right, at. sorority, sorority girls. There's three main ones. Margot Kidder's amazing, has a really sick choker, kind of a drinker. And then we have a really saucy den mom who is watching after all of them. Also a bit of a problem drinker herself, hiding Sherry around the house. And then we have um, Olivia Hussey, who's a bit of a good girl, trying to have a serious conversation with her boyfriend. We do not yet know. We don't know what her serious boyfriend talk is going to be yet, but we're going to find out. And one of the girls has gotten killed, presumably by a man who is calling all of the or calling her sorority and like jerking off into it. Jerking off into the sorority. Right. He's jerking off into the sorority. For clarity. For clarity. Wait, what? No, the, the phone the, 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 the phone calls are coming in to the sorority, and there's a guy, like, jerking off on the other end. Okay. And Margot Kidder is not impressed and, in fact, thinks that he should call a different sorority where it is a known fact that the girls are not getting any nookie. So he should call them instead because this house is getting stupped. So they're fine. Jumping back in. Who's her? I'm pregnant. What? I'm pregnant. Yes, that's fantastic. I don't want it. You don't want it? No. I want to have an abortion. You can't make a decision like that. You haven't even asked me. I wasn't even going to tell you. Okay, Olivia Hussey's boyfriend, let's just describe him. He looks like a member of the Monkees, and he's wearing a terrible forest green turtleneck. Look, I really don't think you're taking this as seriously as you should. I mean, 
So the girls have decided to go down to the station and report the caller. Well, what the hell are you planning to do about it? You shut up. You know, for a public servant, I think your attitude really sucks. All right, there's some kind of vigil being held. (laughs) Or it's a search party. (laughs) They're not at the vigil stage yet. They're about to be. Hang on. Oh, this is because a little girl went missing also today. Eureka. Third bottle of of secret sherry in the coat room. Cloak room sherry. It's interesting that she went with the toilet sherry before the like dry cloak room sherry. Okay, the den mom is like looking for a cat and she's gonna climb up into the attic. She's definitely gonna be the next one to go. Maybe she knows there's attic sherry. (laughs) And she's like the biggest bottles in the attic. (laughs) It's just like a sherry jacuzzi. Yeah. <gasps> hands, hands holding a rope, hands holding a rope. And a hook. And a hook, a hook for a hand. No, just kidding. Claude? Claude? Got him, my God. Oof. We got a good POV shot. Uh oh, she sees Claire! Oh, oh! The meat hook flew through the air. Into her mouth and pulled her up into the attic. Into her sherry-laden mouth. She's had so much sherry, I'm sure she didn't feel anything. Hello? Hello? Who is this? Killer keeps calling and talking about Billy, and I know what you did, Billy, and somebody's in trouble. And then he also does voices of parents and a child. I think it's someone reenacting their trauma. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like it's safe to say. Yeah. <laughs> Just for our audience out there. <gasps> oh no, is he coming downstairs? <gasps> oh, oh God. Oh, of course it's the, her fucking asshole. Shitty. Yeah. Piano Polanski, piano flailing boyfriend. Yeah, of course you'd sneak up on your partner when her fucking, what do you call it, like a sister? Her sorority sister. Her sorority sister is missing. You are having relationship issues. You're pregnant and you're getting an abortion. Yeah, let me just slide into this DM right here. Peter, what kind of a game are you playing? I thought you wanted to talk, so why don't you quit attacking me and we'll try to have a rational adult conversation? Oh, for real, though. For real, for real. Okay, this woman is managing an operator to help her get the harasser that's been calling her a house in check. Meanwhile, dealing with some bullshit idiot man who refuses her right to make her choice about her own body. Overworked, underpaid, and not being understood here. Oh, and thank you for letting me be the first non-female identifying lady on Lady Horror Night. Yeah! You said you wanted to uh, marry Angela Lansbury, so we knew you were good people. (laughs) The search party that was looking for Claire found a little girl murdered. Claire's still missing. That's why I never want to be part of a search party. I'm quitting the conservatory and we're getting married. Ew, never! Fuck that. Look what she says. We'll say something. Do you remember when we first met? You told me about your wanting to be a concert pianist. How it was your greatest dream. And I told you about some of the things that I wanted to do. I still want to do those things. You can't ask me to drop everything I've been working for and give up all my ambitions because your plans have changed. Be realistic. I can't marry you. I've never said anything that, like, cogent and intelligent and articulate (laughs) 
ever. <laughs> no, it's true. And like, I just have to continually remind myself of that, sadly. But it's also like, I'm valuing me in the midst of this like murder serial killer situation. Yeah. I saw a Nothing dead- puts that second. I saw a dead body tonight and I'm still like cognizant enough to say like, you're rushing shit because of Eurodrama. I've been listening to this podcast for a while and I have to say between Margot and Olivia, I'm like really feeling both of them. It is a powerhouse femme. It is femme supremacy in this film. Absolutely. Let's get one thing straight. You are not going to abort that baby. Peter, you're not going to tell me what I can and cannot do. Jess, if you try getting an abortion... I think you better leave. If you try getting an abortion... I said get out. You're going to be very sorry. Oh, my God. I'm fucking scared. You're going to be. I'm going to go to this actor's house and light (laughs) a fire. I hate him so much. Look at him. He's crying like a little bitch walking out of the house. Are you the person who called the station today? Yes. We'd like to put a tap on your phone, but we'll need your written permission to do that if it's... Now, they don't even ask permission when they tap your phone. Okay, Grammy, go ahead. Put yourself in the headspace of somebody from the 70s, okay? 1978, that's when this movie was made. 74. 74, that's what I said. And, um... (laughs) Like, is Andrea supposed to be cute? Like, or... (laughs) Is she... Like, is she cute in 1974? Yeah. Like, no, she's or is like she the, a nerd? Or she, okay, I don't know. Because I, I, I think have, she's hot. No, but, but I have an answer to this. Descri- I've been thinking about it the whole movie. Describe the look first before you give your answer. Okay, so Andrea has these, like, kind of unflattering oversized glasses and wears a lot of beige and has this kind of, like, it's like a tight spherical curl do. It's... <laughs> And AKA then like a, a very fro, like but for like a white Jewish. She's person. got like a, a white fro. yeah, and then like a thin brow. So, <laughs> so I've been thinking about this a lot. I think that Andrea like landed the gold mine and is the nerdy girl that got into the, like the hot bitch sorority mm-hmm. and is but like how? I roll. I don't know. We don't know, and that's a whole separate movie. But like, like right? But like, what? What can you like assume? Like, because she's like, does she have like an acid tongue that they just like love <laughs> having around? Clearly not, because she's like, go to bed, Barbara. You're drunk. But that was the old. But see, that was the only time that she had done that because I think that usually she's down for like Margot's bullshit. Oh, okay. Also, I want to talk about this poster that keeps on coming up by the phone with the obscene phone calls. That is a hand painted poster that just has random words like. Aries, Julie Christie, March, excitement. Pisces, excitement. It's like Margot Kidder got wasted and just wrote her favorite things. Well, I love March. I love Julie Christie. I love Aries, Pisces. Pisces rising. I really feel like a lot of the artwork in the sorority house was like hand painted by Margot Kidder while wasted. <laughs> She's probably like, like we, but we don't like the, it's going up. Also, we should mention Margot Robbie has like a thousand glass animals. Not Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie. Somebody has been watching I, Tanya. I have. I loved it. Me too. I liked it a lot. Olivia is dealing with so much. She's got this shitty boyfriend who was not listening to her personal decisions. Her friend is disappearing. She just had to help her other friend like get over a panic attack, called the cops, and now these fucking little shits are singing Christmas carols outside her house, and she has to pretend like she gives a fuck. <laughs> Do you know what women have to deal with, America or Canada, a lot? He's stabbing Margot Robbie to death with a glass unicorn. Margot Kidder. Kidder's with a glass unicorn's horn. Intercut with the little bebe singing. Is that kill Christmassy enough for you? That was pretty Christmas. Oh, this is very Christmassy with the swans being broken up. And a reindeer. Fucking beautiful. That's a great shot. Olivia Hussey just clapped at the carolers and a bloody hand recoiled. The thing that's so good about this movie is like the accumulating stress on Olivia Hussey, who's just like, oh, like the fucking holidays fucking suck. Yeah. Like, literally everything is just built into this shit storm. 
Peter, don't cry. We can straighten things out. There's nothing to get so upset about. Do you think she thinks the moaner is her boyfriend? No, she. I feel like she probably hears him whining all the time. She's, she's like, she, I she wish she it was re- the moaner. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Peter, where are you? Please, Jess. You know how I feel about the baby. Don't do this. Jess, don't hurt the baby. Stop this, Peter. You want a baby. I, I know you do. I, I don't want to hurt the baby. Please tell me where you are. Is it the killer? No, it's it's her boyfriend calling her in retrospect, being like, now he's 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 transitioned from anger to feeling sorry for himself and sadness and only thinking about himself. And now he's gaslighting so now he's cr- her. And now he's gaslighting her essentially over the phone. You want to tell me what that's all about? You listen to that? Yes. What did he mean about killing the baby? Jess, it's important that you tell me. Ew. No, it's not important that I tell you. That was not the moaner. You Just because you're tapping my phone does not mean that... You get to know everything. Right. Like, you're here for my safety only. True. I think the detective and I are on the same page, which are that we think that the killer heard her tell Peter that she was going to have an abortion in the house. imitating the boyfriend? And the killer's calling... Her and imitating the boyfriend. The boyfriend could already be dead. Yeah, I hope he is. Yeah, me too. Jess, if you get any more calls, you're going to have to keep him on the line longer. You're not giving us enough time to get a trace. I'm trying. You know, Sorry I was doing such a bad job making sure my murderer was staying on the line long enough. Like, fuck you. Stop guilt tripping me. Yeah, it's like you're not bearing your soul enough for the world to yeah. see to save your own life. Do you life. know the day I've had? Dude, they're just realizing they need to lock up the whole house, girl. I mean, it's a very chill horror movie. Like, there's been scary moments, intense moments, but yeah. it's people are like living their lives in the midst of a horror movie genre happening. Is how I feel. I do want to know more about Andrea's life, like internal yeah. life. What's like, her major? I think she's doing engineering, but she takes a couple comp lit courses on the side and women's studies. What's Barb's major? Psychology. No, Barb does film studies. Yeah. <laughs> I do love these scenes of the guy trying to connect and like figure out. Yeah, so we should say that the, the phone is tapped and every time it, they talk to the killer, this man runs around these hallways full of phone connections, like old school. And then he tries to figure out where the call's coming from because that's how they did it in the 70s. It's, it's like very De Palma, like the, the, like moving between all of the um, rows. Yeah. It makes it seem like the phone is much more physical than I feel like it is now. You know, it's like actual connections. He says the calls are coming from number six, Belmont Street. <gasps> For Christ's sakes, Nash, you got it wrong. That's where the calls are going into. That's where they're coming from too, sir. Oh, shit. Bucking. Twist! OG coming from inside the house! Shyamalan twist, y'all! <laughs> now just put the phone back on the hook, walk to the front door, and leave the house. Okay. I- I'll get Phil and Bob. No, no, no! Don't do that, Jess! The caller is in the house. The calls are coming from the house. Just want to let you guys know that if this happened, I would go outside. Me too. Like, I That's wouldn't fun. go back for you well, guys. Well, I feel like, like we would all, if this was us, we would still have that bottle of CC and that thing of crushes, and we'd be like, yeah. peacing out. We'd be like, yeah. yo, let's all go outside. It's fine. Oh, she's, she's not leaving the house. She went to the door about to leave, and now she's going back upstairs with a fire poker. Which is the first time that we've seen anybody in this movie that's not the killer arm themselves. Ooh. That usually happens very early in a movie Good like this. Good point. Oh. <gasps> Oh my God! Andrea, do he arranged Margot and Andrea together as corpses on Margot's bed? <gasps> oh, she slammed the door on him. Good on you, girl. You should get some of this when you mix in the the movie bit because I feel like that's like the most like horror. You guys, she's yeah. in a basement. This is terrifying. In an iced basement. 
She's alone in the basement. And there's a creepy man looking in the basement window, but we can't tell who it is. Kate, who do you think it is? It is. I, I honestly, I think it's like a complete stranger. I think it's but her boyfriend. I just think her boyfriend is such an obvious choice that he's killed. kind of a red herring. I think that she's going to kill him by accident thinking that he's the killer. And then also be like, well, whatever. Wait, is that the boyfriend dead with her? No, she's not dead. <gasps> you just got punked. Let's get this party started. We found five bodies <laughs> and like 90 bottles of sherry. So he's still in the attic, right? Yeah. He's still in the attic and then we're zooming out. Did the cops never look in the attic and they find never looked the, in the other bodies? No. Even the ones in the window? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, with all these Christmas yeah. lights, there's a lot of attention being competed yeah. for, you know? <gasps> so good. Credits are rolling. That's it. Um, I just had to say, like, I kept saying, wait till the end, wait till the end, because I feel like we were really stirring the pot about a potential boyfriend murderer aspect to it. And I was just like, no. And that's why that's I kept what I was saying. Oh, I thought you were saying the boyfriend was a murderer. And I was like, no, 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 no I no. was saying he's a red herring. Oh. And then you were like, no, he is the murderer. I know. I know this movie. <laughs> and then I second guessed myself. I think that what's also great about this movie is that the boyfriend and the killer both represent like super aggressive male attitudes towards an independent woman. Mm -hmm. And one of them is like psychotic killer who's enacting his like trauma onto these women and creating this fake family. But then the boyfriend is this manic figure that's possessive and controlling. And she's kind of at odds with both of them the entire movie. And the only way to get out of it is to kill them. He's also dramatic. He was a murderer of her free will. And That's was a piece true. Of shit. That's true. And all I'm going to end on is that they represent two folds of like unacceptable and acceptable. Uh, Toxic masculinity. Exactly. I think that this movie, apart from igniting the holiday horror trend. Yeah. I noticed this film did not put the Christ in Christmas at all. It did not. Even though I wanted to talk about that Olivia Hussey had that very prominent cross. Cross. And it's mm -hmm. like in every shot, in every outfit, and it felt like every outfit was designed to like showcase this cross. It's buried really deep in her cleavage. I Which, disagree. It was it was yeah. resting in a polite. Yeah, I disagree above. with that. I disagree with that too. Buried deep in the cleavage implies that she's some type of like pirate's wench. And okay, this like, might be a very problematic thing that you can cut out later. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like the '70s has two very specific titty moments, which mm -hmm. is like huge jugs, like huge like hustler, like big ass jugs, uh -huh. or these very like tasteful small 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 jugs mm -hmm. and i think they're not jugs, jugs. and they're i think that this movie point. was a celebration of the smaller jug the oh, okay the quarter jug no, like a like a like an eighth jug what is it called those little um what were those drinks called those little drinks hugs hugs oh my god i love hugs my grandma not would jugs, always give me just hugs, hugs. <laughs> There's jugs and hugs. It's like the, when, when the your jug is had. a hug. As someone whose jugs are not even a hug, I agree to agree. <laughs> We're keeping all of this in. Um, the only reason why I thought it was buried, though, is because you couldn't buried. see the bottom of the cross. Such a drama queen. You absolutely could. I think you don't have your glasses on. No. I have no. Yes, you could. Have you even seen a cross? Yeah. Like, do you know what a cross is? No, what? Okay, audience, you look at her jugs and you be the judge. I think we should pause for five, take a pee break, and look up some factoids. I agree, but also Jimmy is just better than us, and he's been researching all week, and I know he has, and we just like to research for 10 minutes after. Yeah, yeah I'm good. <laughs> so here's my call. I think before we do the factoids, we should watch the trailer for the remake, because I think this is one of those movies that during the mid-2000s, they remade every classic horror film, but with like kind of like strip pop stars. 
strip pop. Yeah, you know, like J Love Hugh and like Jessica Beale and like all that kind of stuff. Because they did, you know, they redid the Texas Chainsaw. They redid. They did Last House on the Left. Last House for Lawrence. They did Prom Night, and I, I've obviously already talked about Sorority Row with mm-hmm. Carrie mm-hmm. Fisher. And I'm gonna say Rachel Bilson. I'm not sure if that's true. And I think that this is a bit of an editorial choice to do this one. <laughs> also, your search history is Joan Jett interviewed by Roseanne Barr. Roseanne returning to ABC, Roseanne Thanksgiving 93, and Roseanne season two highlights. Okay, so we've got 2006 theatrical trailer HQ. I think it stars Andrea Martin and Michelle Trachtenberg. And I believe that is Lacey Chabert. Yes, it is. I always said Lacey Chabert, but I'm sure well, that's wrong. Well, this is a Canadian film, so it's oh, okay. Chabert. Chabert. Yeah, this is the bilingual episode where we pronounce <laughs> things properly. Do you call it sorbet or <laughs> sherbet? <laughs> those Aren't are those two different, different words. <laughs> <laughs> Can you break down who is who 1974 versus 2006? Okay, I think you're right. I think that Lacey Chabert is the Margot Kidder. I don't think that's who that was. Okay, then we don't agree, but at least I pronounced both of their names right. Um, So no, I think that that Lacey is Margot. Mm -hmm. I think that Mary Elizabeth Winstead is Olivia Hussey. And then I think that that random blonde girl who no one knew was Andrea Martin. And then Andrea Martin is the den mother. So my feeling is that they may have eliminated They've Andrea eliminated Martin's Andrea. character altogether. I That's just my prediction. I could be totally wrong, but like that's what I've come to expect from these remakes where they like eliminate like the dynamicism of a lot of like these older films. I think you're right. I was just going to say that I think what they've probably done is made Mary Elizabeth Winstead the what all new films do which is like she's the nerd but like she's still a hot girl do you know what i mean like she she's like the bookish hot girl because she what's that line from christine it's like she's got the mind of a nerd but the body of a slut and it's like i wish people said that about me behind my back oh my god yes do you want to start it off jam i feel like if i don't give my really good one out first you're gonna scoop me i don't then do it okay so Apparently, Bob Clark doesn't think of this as being a slasher film. But interesting enough, he had started the project thinking that there was going to be a sequel from the get-go. <gasps> so he wrote it with a sequel in mind from the start before it became this big financial success. The sequel apparently was going to be about the killer escaping from the mental institution and then going to the house, abandoned the idea, and gave his script to his friend who made a little movie starring a little lady named Jamie Lee Curtis about another holiday known as Halloween. Halloween. Okay. (laughs) And he's like, I don't know. I'm not going to do it. And then John Carpenter's like, well, I have like a couple like ways to get into this idea. He's like, yeah, you should make it. And then he made Halloween. You know, what's hilarious is that that is some really great trivia. Um, The trivia that I thought that you thought that we both knew was that that guy remember the guy Claire's boyfriend with the fur the fur the apple bottom jeans and the fur that was his own fur is that what the trivia you had was (laughs) and he brought his own fur to set that was on IMDB okay how do you prove that like how Oh, you were going to say, wait, we have recorded that he did Bob Clark's other big film, right? Christmas Story. A Christmas Story. Filmed in Cleveland and Toronto, and there's a museum in Cleveland dedicated to A Christmas Story. Really? Which is where they filmed the house, like the Christmas Story house, and you can go in. They sell so many leg lamps. Everybody in Cleveland gets these like leg, like these cheesy leg lamp souvenirs and puts them out in their window oh, during the holidays. And I read that in Black Christmas, the remake, the Margot Kidder character has a leg lamp in her bedroom as an homage to Bob Clark. It is really weird that he did claim the allegiance with Canada when he really didn't have to. You know? Much like and, Andrea Martin. And much like you. Much like myself. <laughs> You're all just bi. Like We're you bi. said earlier. I like to call myself a maple queen. Yeah. 
Maple Queens Unite. The United Maple Queens Federation of Amer- of North America. On that note, yeah, from all of us at Ladies Horror Night, happy, happy holidays. holidays. Trust no bitch. <laughs>